1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We're hopeful that you're all safe. If you're on the highways, please drive carefully. Thank you for choosing to listen to us. We're going to try to have as much fun as we can on a very snowy and uh, wintry night. Right now, though, the star of the show is here. Can relax. He's back. The Secretary of Scores, the Minister of Information, is Network Indiana's Brendan King.
2: Coach, thanks so much. Great to be with you and Elijah tonight on what is a basketball-filled weekend. Here in the state of Indiana and especially in the city of Indianapolis. Now, as you said, hope everybody on the roads are doing okay with the snow. We do have plenty of high school scores to get to. There were a number of postponements, but many did get played, including in the Hoosier Conference playoffs, Tipton over Lafayette Central Catholic, 63-51 to win the Hoosier Conference Tournament playoff picture. That means Tipton 21 and 1 on the campaign how about the greater indianapolis conference playoffs crispus addicts on a night where oscar robertson is here he was in the radio one building at about 6 30 crispus Attucks rolls over purdue poly 91 62. speaking of nba all-star weekend rising stars challenge tonight Ben Matherin involved in that game, as is Oscar Shibway representing the Pacers. Dunk contest, three point contest tomorrow. We'll get to that and more. Plenty on the way this weekend.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talks brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. College basketball last night. You know, I normally don't talk about things in the past. However, it was last night, and it was Purdue. 70 excuse me 84 76 win over minnesota the voice of the boilermakers rob blackman joins me hello rob hi there bob i hope you're indoors i hope you're safe and i hope you didn't travel have to get out and travel today
3: you know it's uh i'm i'm looking i'm looking at the forecast uh no traveling today but we do uh we do leave for Columbus, Ohio tomorrow at about one o'clock from the Purdue Airport because we play the Buckeyes on Sunday. So I'm I'm right. keeping a close eye on those uh, road conditions to make sure we I can get up to Purdue okay tomorrow afternoon. So before we talk about last night, how do you get a gauge
1: on playing a team whose coach has been dismissed? And obviously, I'm uh, surprised and not happy because I've known Chris, coached against him when he was playing at Taylor, known him for a while. I think he's a great guy, and you don't you know. It's a former coach none of us like to see this but it's uh listen it's big 10 guys are they're 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 a dangerous team and so i think it it would be this is one of these where i'd be concerned i know matt's always concerned and his and his kids are but this is one that uh, could be very interesting for them
3: yeah it's uh i gotta tell you uh, really surprising from a guy that just obviously follows it from afar. Uh, when you think about uh, the dismissal of, of Coach Holtman, I mean, I understand that they're right now 14 and 11, and they had a tough month of January. But uh, let's not forget they started the season 12 and two, uh, and they beat Alabama in that start. They they beat UCLA right. in that start. And oh, by the way, uh, Ohio State has the youngest roster in the Big Ten. So you you had you have a bunch of young guys, youngest team in the Big Ten who has really, they've mm. really shown some real potential. They just, you know, they hit a rough patch here in January, and so really surprised that he would be dismissed from that job, especially seven years on the job and the success he's had. Uh, but, but with all of that said, hard to really know what we might see on Sunday, Bob. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our, You know, the coaching change, uh, there's always that, uh, oh, for lack of a better term, it's win one for the Gipper kind of thing which always concerns you. Plus, it's a home game for them, uh, so that certainly concerns you. But what really concerns you is the talent that they have on that team. I mean, again, yeah. They started the season yeah. in 12 and two. Uh They've they beaten Alabama, which there aren't a lot of folks in the country that have beaten Alabama this year. Purdue is one of them, but there aren't very many. Right, uh, you, right. You look at what they have in the backcourt and, and Roddy Gale Jr. and Bruce Thornton and now Jamison Battle. I mean, I put that group of three up against anyone in the Big Ten as far as three guards, so... They're certainly talented enough. It's just what, you know, from a psyche standpoint, what type of a team are we going to see on Sunday afternoon? Uh, That's really anybody's guess. I I guess we'll all find out together on Sunday.
1: Well, last night was a W. You can say that. It it wasn't necessarily pretty. um, But over the course of 30-plus games, I think you have these kinds of nights.
3: Yeah, and uh, Matt Painter, uh, I actually saw this video earlier this evening. Uh, obviously I'm not privy to, what, privy to what's said at halftime because I'm out there right. doing my own job. But one of the things he talked about our team about at halftime, I saw it on video, is he basically said, hey, look, we're in a, we're in a situation that we have not been all in all year long. Uh, and that is we're losing at halftime, we're losing at home at halftime, and quite frankly, we're just getting outworked, which mm-hmm. there have been a lot of mm-hmm. scenarios that Purdue's been in this season, but that hasn't been one of them until what we saw last night. Uh, so the basic message was, you know, I'd like to see how we respond being in this scenario for the first time this year. How will we come out in the second half and perform? And obviously the the proof is in the pudding. Purdue was much better in the second half, uh, did a much better job at taking care of the ball, had only three second mm-hmm. half turnovers. And one of those was a shot clock violation at the end of the game where Purdue was just trying to run out the clock. So, really, you only had two second-half turnovers. Um, But, yeah, that was uh, – look, Minnesota's really good, much improved from the last season. And uh, they they gave Purdue all they could handle. And, and yeah, it was a situation we had not seen all year uh, for Purdue. But uh, at least they they were able to, to fight back from the adversity and find a way to win that game.
1: Well, yeah, you're right. Credit, uh, you know, their upperclassmen, their leadership, and I think their willingness to, to do things they needed to do, as Matt pointed out, clearly they're in a situation they haven't been in. But, you know, these are, listen, these are college guys. They read the Internet. They know that Minnesota's not not uh you know number 1 or number 2 in the country and so you can get on them all you want but they're still they're going to have nights like this and it's frustrating as a coach believe me it's frustrating but I don't think totally unexpected
3: yeah and you know coach painter talked about that post game um we were, I was visiting with him after the fact and he was like we 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 spent all week trying to convince these guys but this is not the same Minnesota team that you played last year. Last year right, Minnesota team right. they only won nine games the whole year. <laughs> and so Hey Rob, we, we, hey we, Rob we, I hate yeah. to
1: do this. Hey, hang on. I shouldn't have asked sure. such a long winded question. I apologize. Sure, hang right. on through this short break, okay? Okay, we'll do. Welcome back everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network driven. The number two Save dot org is their website. Rob Blackman, the voice of the Boilermakers, rejoins us Purdue last night beating a very gritty Minnesota team. This was not an easy one, 84-76, the final. Rob, we talked about it, but uh, it was a gritty effort by uh, Minnesota. And, and I think you need those kinds of games, especially at this particular point in the year, because you're getting closer and closer, obviously, to the tournament. Hopefully, this serves as quite a wake-up call.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know, we were, as we went to the break, we were talking about that wake-up call that Matt Painter and the coaching staff tried to, tried to uh, enforce, enforce to our players that this is not last year's Minnesota team, a team that only won nine games. This is a team that has an NBA player on its roster and freshman Cam Christie this is a team that has a, a first team All Big Ten player in it um, by the name of Dawson Garcia. This is a team that has a, a point guard transfer that is currently leading the country in, in assists per game. And as Coach <laughs> Peter was talking about afterwards, look, you can talk to you know, this is Bob, you can tell the players that you're yeah. blue oh, in the no. face. But until right. they see it with their own two eyes, they aren't going to believe it. And that's really what happened. Those first 20 minutes, uh, that was a wake-up call. That that was an eye-opening experience. <laughs> but all of a sudden, <laughs> those players are in that halftime locker room, and they're like, oh, yeah, now we see what you're saying, Coach. Yeah, they are really good. <laughs> they, they are an upper echelon Big Ten team. And then, of course, they make the adjustments and are able to win the game. So, yeah, that that's a, that's a that's a wake-up call for sure to – To make sure that you guys, you know, your team is ready to go and and understand that uh, the level of competition you are playing here is is indeed just that, a high level of competition. So good wake-up call for Purdue. It took them 20 minutes to kind of, again, try Mm -hmm. to to actually believe what the coaches have been telling them for four straight days, but they did finally believe it once they saw it with their own two eyes and, and were able to make the proper adjustments.
1: One of the adjustments is to remember who you have playing the post for you. (laughs) He's (laughs) about to be a two-time player of the year. So, you know, it's always a good thing to remind them, hey, when, when we need to get some things turned around, how about we toss it in the post and take our chances? (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah and uh, you know Zach Eady now he did have some foul trouble in that game two fouls in the first half which he rarely right. has foul trouble but but you're right you could tell the second half game plan from the word go was we're going to throw it into Zach early and often and and why not you do not have to be a, you don't have to be a basketball <laughs> savant to know that if you have a national player of the year you probably need to give him the ball <laughs> as much as possible uh, in a typical type of game for him 24 points I think 15 rebounds and uh, he just continues to basically set every every school record, Big Ten record, national record you can find. In a lot of ways, so uh, he is. Uh, it's worth noting he's now five rebounds away uh, from being the leading rebounder in the history of Purdue basketball. And if mm. he gets five mm. rebounds, he'll uh, he'll tie Joe Barry Carroll for the most rebounds in school history. So. A uh, pretty good, pretty pretty good career for a guy that uh, right. came to Purdue has, uh, I think, the 450th ranked recruit in the country for his class. <laughs> uh, pay no attention to the
1: rankings. Purdue on the road Sunday at Ohio State. Rob Blackman, it's good to talk to you, Rob. I appreciate it. Be safe. Thanks for your time. You bet, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to continue to talk about. Basketball. We have college. We have college basketball going on as we speak. Uh, the HCAC, Heartland Collegiate Athletic Conference, getting ready for their tournament. They've got games tonight. And then they'll open up play uh, over the weekend. So small college schedules are uh, NAI Division three are wrapping up a regular season. This week, getting into their conference tournaments in the not-too-distant future. So we'll try to catch you up on a lot of those throughout the night. Uh, IU uh, playing on Sunday, too. Northwestern will be down at the the Hoosiers on Sunday. So Sunday, a, a busy day, full day of basketball. Scoreboard update coming up with Brendan King. We'll come back and talk more basketball on Indiana Sports Talk.
2: I'm Brendan King with this network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Top of the hour scoreboard update is going to be absolutely packed because we got boys high school basketball to tell you about. We got the girls semi-state tomorrow to fill you in on. As coach said, some small college basketball tonight as well. Some golf news too to look forward to. Plus the NBA All-Star Game. All that action in downtown Indianapolis this weekend. Even with all the snow, scores are rolling into the studio right now on the boys side two overtime games to report on we begin with rebuff jesuit beating heritage christian this is an overtime 81 68 rebuff a terrific overtime period as they take out heritage christian also in ot new haven outlasting heritage a final of 66 to 62. Let's check in with Lawrence North who took down Pike 93-77 tonight. Chattard holds on against Lutheran in Indianapolis, 58-51. It was Ritter over Covenant Christian by 10, 60-50. And Cathedral with a strong win over Ben Davis, 73-64. Again, this is boys action, girls semi-state tomorrow. We'll move to Goshen's three-point win over Westview, 50-47. It was Noblesville crushing Avon, 60-34. Up North North Penn handled Elkhart 55-49. Portage annihilated Laporte 77-27. It was South Bend Clay the big win over New Prairie 70-38. South Bend Riley took care of South Bend Adams 66-55. And Southwood beat Northfield 37-32.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight. Mishawaka Marion beats Jimtown fifty-three forty-six from the Regional Radio Sports Network. Tanner Camp on the call of this game. Tanner, thanks for the call. Good win for Marion tonight.
0: Yeah, Coach. It really was. Uh, This was against a Jimtown team that won just 12 games in the past two years. They're already up to 11. Tyler Layton, who was the JV coach at Penn. The good news is eh, well, last year, who was the head coach? Eh, Just outroads. Maybe one of the (laughs) all-time best. So so Coach Layton getting Mm -hmm. good work. And and this season, his kids had such a great effort, uh, Bob. I tell you what, uh, they were down 17-8 at the uh, the first quarter, excuse me, and then trailed as many by 18 by halftime. So you could have seen Jimtown just try to get to running clock and be done. But no, they erupted for twenty one points in that third quarter again within Seven against, as always, a Rob Burger team. Whenever you go up against one of his teams, you know you're in for a dogfight. And in the end, right. just great efforts uh, for, from from Coach Berger's team, led by uh, the six three uh, junior forward William, aka uh, Deuce Owen, then also senior six four forward and uh, Zion Rose with fourteen points. So it was one of those games. That's an important game for Mishawaka Marion after starting out the season four and eight. They have now won 10 straight games and have now given themselves a chance for at least a share of the Northern Indiana Conference title. So it was a great game here tonight. A lot of uh, respect to Jim Town and Tyler Layton for the job he's done in his first year. But in the end, Rob Berger, he just reached 300 wins at Mishawaka Marion after that huge win against South End St. Joe. And uh, continuing to do what he does best, coach these kids up, and Marion gets a nice 53-46 win over the Jimmies.
1: Well, if your name is Berger, you can coach basketball. I think rather, you know, I don't have to remind, I don't have to remind no. a lot of people about that. And I think we also have forgotten that uh, this is a Michigan team that uh, had a great year a year ago. The last couple of years have been tremendous, played for a championship, that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, you get, you know, the winning and that tradition is, is big. The culture kind of demands that you come out and, and perform like this.
0: And, Coach, no question. With with these players, they know when they put on that Marion Knights uniform, they know they're representing a legacy, especially since Coach Berger's taken over. They know they have high expectations, and they need to play well just simply for the alumni that have come through that that legacy. And, And, honestly, Coach, at the beginning of the season, most of these guys, we a part of that team, but not with real starting experience. So a lot of right, these guys, right. a number of these players played JV last year, and then they've stepped up in a huge way and have had some big contributing factors. And a lot really goes out to Rob Berger, as you said. And luckily, Bob Berger was there. Sure. Always great to catch up with him, another legend here uh, in the, the Michigan area. But Rob Berger never amazes uh, for how well he coaches these kids. And quite frankly, they're a team that, don't be surprised, if they uh, bring home another sectional banner. Huh. I mean, the kids play so hard. <laughs> They're a great right. for him, and they're such a fun group to get to watch.
1: All right, Tanner Camp, you, you work in semi-state tomorrow, or
0: do you have a day off? Unfortunately, Coach, no semi-state, but we're going to NAIA basketball. I'm fortunate to get to go to Holy Cross College near Notre Dame and see Tom Robinson right. Saints and Mike McBride Saints for Senior Day for the men and women as they take on St. Xavier for Chicago Lane Collegiate Athletic Conference matchup. So it should be a great one. Always fun to watch Mike McBride's group, one of the best in all the right. small school basketball. Right. So. You're looking forward to all the semi-state scores, and you can you can be sure as heck that I'm going to tune into Indiana Sports Network to make sure <laughs> that I get all my score <laughs> updates. Well,
1: you're kind. Uh, can Holy Cross make it back to the NAI National Tournament?
0: Unfortunately for the men, though, no. ever since their their big runs, they they've struggled with just having guys uh, uh, stay right. there for more than a couple of years. They've got some really good young talent, um, so this year probably not, but I will tell you what: in, in the next couple of years, don't be surprised to make some uh, to see right. them make some noise again. But when it's a Mike McBride team, you can always count they're going to play uh-huh. they're going to play tough uh-huh. as nails.
1: Tanner Camp from the Regional Radio Sports Network on the call of Mishawaka Marion's 53-46 win over Jimtown. Tanner, thanks for the call. Be safe tomorrow. Thanks.
0: You betcha, Coach. Always a pleasure, and thanks for all that you do for the state of Indiana.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for the kind words. Tanner Camp from the Regional Radio Sports Network. Brendan King. What is going on tonight? We have scores. Those who are thinking, well, you know, snow and stuff, we wouldn't get a lot of – we have games. We have plenty of games tonight, do we not?
2: We do, and we actually have a couple Division three games on the college level, Coach, being played right now, late starts. Actually, Rose Holman and your Franklin boys just getting started first half. There was a delay. Uh, so you got some late night basketball right now at Rose holman first half so it, uh, plenty of scores will be coming in for sure for that eleven o'clock hour which does not happen every night
1: well you know sometimes it doesn't now uh Sunday mr. Greg Gregstrow and I will be entrusted with the hosting duties for the IHSa Boys State Finals Pairing Show, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on many of these same great stations around the state and on IHSAATV.org. We always encourage you to listen if you're in your car or even at home. Listen to us. Um, It is a fun, fun night, and I have been – I spent most of the day today – preparing for this uh as you can imagine there is an enormous amount of information that you have to deal with in this show and I'm, I'm i'm stunned every time i work with greg uh because his command of all of it is just um phenomenal to say the least i think that's even not even being fair just to call it phenomenal it's just uh otherworldly so to speak
2: yeah, there's no doubt. I actually heard you talking about that with our guy JMV earlier on the fan. And what a day, by the way, JMV had. He got to go from talking to you on the phone to a and a with the great Oscar Robertson in the oh Radio my. 1 building. Oh, my.
1: So I right. think
2: uh, I think John had a Hall of Fame type day, which is good.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you what. I've, 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 I've done a few things in my career as a coach. And as a broadcaster, and I'm I'm looking. I have some pictures. I'm in my my home office, which is a shrine to me, and I'm not sure why. But I have a picture uh, of me uh, interviewing Oscar Robertson a few years back. A few years back, Charlie Hall was the game director for the Indiana-Kentucky All-Star Game. And so uh, how about this? I, one day we go to uh, Lebanon and I interview Rick Mount. And then the next day we drive to Cincinnati, have uh, have lunch with Oscar at the Montgomery Inn. <laughs> and uh, I interview him for uh, the uh, IHSA All-Star Game. Ran, they ran the interview on the big screen at halftime of the games. And I will tell you what. Uh, growing up as a child. I I idolized him, um, and it was one of, if not the biggest thrills in my life. I understand it. We're back, top of the hour scoreboard update, coming up with Brendan King on Indiana Sports Talk.